and welcome to Tex Talks Extra. I am Tex and today I am talking to the lead singer of a band whose sole constant is the element of surprise, approaching rock, electronic music, hip-hop and R&B as though they were interchangeable parts rather than distinct genres. They excel at making each new single wildly unique from the last. I'm, of course, talking about Sam Harris from X Ambassadors. Sam, welcome to the show. How are you doing? That was such a lovely intro. They were not kidding when they were saying that you're going to get, you're going to feel really good about yourself after a text intros you. <laughs> doing good. That's what I like to do. I like to make people feel comfortable on Text Talks Extra. But we are so incredibly excited that you are on your way to South Africa to play our premier music festival, Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies. When you get the confirmation, right, that you're headed to South Africa and you're going to be playing one of the biggest festivals on the continent, what is your initial reaction? Oh man, I, I've been waiting to for an opportunity um, to journey over to Africa for many, many, many years. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because my my dad and my stepmother both. I have I have um, Jewish side of my family. Uh, we have some family in South Africa, and then my stepmother she has her side of the family uh, the english side of the family um has, has kind of also always gone back and forth between where they live in england and um and uh and cape town and so the two of them have just they you know with parents they're always like when are you gonna play this when are you gonna play here when are you gonna play when are you gonna do this uh, my dad was always like, when are you going to play South Africa? I was like, dad, I, I don't know. I have no, I have no idea. I don't know anybody in South Africa. <laughs> uh, and so when, when the show came about, I, the first thing I did was, was called my, my, uh, folks and told them and they were, they were like my, my dad practically, you know, screamed, uh, over the phone. He was so excited. Um, so I, I'm, I'm thrilled and, and I, I just have heard nothing but amazing things about both Joburg and, and Cape Town and, and, uh, I can't wait to, to play the show and, and then do some exploring and we're staying for a, like a week after and going on safari. So should be a, should be a really, really, really good time. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That sounds incredible. So you've got inside info. You've heard nothing but amazing things. Is there anything specific that you'd like to do while you're here? Maybe a site that you're really keen on seeing? Well, you know, I, the the safari is is something we're really looking forward to. I just I just want to be uh, out in in uh, in the bush and and uh, uh, seeing all these these majestic creatures up close. I feel like will be very very cool. Um, but I also what are the two mountains that there's like the tabletop and uh, table mountain this is in Cape in Town, Cape Town? Cape Town. Mm-hmm. yeah table mountain yeah I would love to do a hike up table mountain um, and then lion's also, head is the other um, one. Oh, and then Lion's Head too. So, okay, we'll do both. We'll do both. Fantastic. Um, and uh, I want to go in the ocean. How's the water? I'm. We're staying. We're when we're in Cape Town. We're staying at a, a, a Airbnb in St. James. So, it's like right on the beach. Is how are the is the swimmable beach? Is it a swimmable beach? 
firstly, the water is absolutely freezing. But if you're going to go in the water anywhere, <laughs> the St. James side, Musenberg side is definitely the place where you want to go. But I'm not going to lie. It's okay, cold. <laughs> it's not it's cold. It's not yeah. the Mediterranean. <laughs> You've got to prepare yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. I'm prepared. I mean, the water here on the west coast of, of the United States is pretty cold. So I'm I can I think I can handle it. Also, St. James is probably one of the most beautiful little suburbs on that side that slice of Cape Town. My yeah, no, it's 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 absolutely beautiful. So you couldn't have picked a better yeah. place to stay. Yeah. I'm I'm also I've I've been hearing something about the is there a place called the Cradle of Humanity or the Cradle of Civilization? The Cradle of Humankind. Cradle of Humankind. What's up with the Cradle of Humankind? The Cradle of Humankind. Am I Googling it right now? I might be. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, The Cradle of Humankind. Uh, It's a World Heritage Site, but it's in Marupeng. So mm, that ain't here. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. that's not Pretty in Cape far. Town. Yeah. Yeah. That's far. Yeah. Um Yeah, but you know, I think we're gonna rent a car and probably drive around and explore and you know, just 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 hang. I'd love to know, take in as much of, of both cities as possible. A hundred percent. And if you like being out in nature and you like walks and hikes and swimming, Cape Town is one hundred percent gonna be the place yeah. for you. Joburg also it has its, yeah, it has its charm. It has its beauty. You'll see the people are incredible. But when it comes to beauty and nature, definitely Cape Town. But South Africa's music scene is is also very diverse. And I have no doubt that while you're here, you're going to be massively inspired by either what you see on stage, if you manage to catch anything at Daisy's, or what you hear on the radio and and, and see on TV. And if there's time while you're traveling, do you ever try and get a taste of the music scene wherever you are, if you can? Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes it's unavoidable. Sometimes it's, it's you know, it's, it's, on the, it's on the radio, in the car, wherever you are, wherever you're driving to, or, or you know, you hear it in the street. And I, I, love, I love that, especially when I'm in a place that's so, so far away from, from you know, home for me. Um, that, that's always a... a such a treat honestly though you know my favorite thing to do because we're musicians and we're in a band and we were always surrounded by music i think (laughs) usually the best way for us to to get to know a place uh through the food um through through eating through through going to to restaurants or markets or or just uh getting a taste of the literally a taste of the uh, uh the environment uh where we're at i i love um I love good food and we all love good food in the band. So, so we always make it a point to try and go eat at crazy places and get a taste of, of, of everything they have to offer. Okay. So now you're talking my language because in Cape Town, so I was born in Cape Town, grew up in Cape Town, lived here my whole life. Then I moved to Johannesburg for a little bit, lived there for about three years and then came back to Cape Town, which is where I am now. But we're so influenced by so many different cultures that there are so many incredible dishes for you to try you, you 
Google Gatsby and Samosa and a cook sister. And there are going to be so many amazing places that you're going to want to visit and try when you're here. So if food is your thing, Cape Town is your city as well. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> now you're touring your latest album, The Beautiful Liar. And Mm-hmm. I, it, it's probably your most, how do I put this, ambitious undertaking. Like I love how it's so unconventionally segmented into chapters, like like a children's storybook almost, albeit a bit of a creepy one. Yeah, but but talk that. to me about deciding to present it like that. Well, so the the concept for this new record and it is a really weird record it's it's my it's one of my favorite things i think we've we've ever done it was it was such um and it was a very ambitious um undertaking and uh nearly killed me but it was um (laughs) it was totally worth it you know it was uh conceptualized around like winter 2019 i we had two songs um from it the beautiful liar and my own monster and and i just wanted to try and find a way to marry these two worlds one that felt really dark and and brooding and the other that felt very cartoony and and uh and and kind of uh silly you know and 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 light uh with a with a with kind of an undercurrent of of uh menace to it and uh I really always had wanted to do a, a true concept album. Um, and specifically, I'd wanted to try something with um, uh, you interweaving a book on tape narrative throughout an album. Uh, I mm-hmm. thought that would be cool. And it, it, it's a, it's kind of a, um, a reference to, my childhood and my brother's childhood um growing up together because he's blind um when you know we would watch tv or movies together i would always have to you know be describing it to him or my parents would have to be describing it to him and and it was always kind of half the experience um but whenever we'd listen to a book on tape or a radio drama um it would you know we'd be kind of on even playing field so we listened to a lot of books on tape growing up in the car and on road trips and and then even in new york when we when he and i were living together i would drive him up to uh um i'd drive him up to his work uh on the upper west side and we'd listen to books on tape on the way there um and uh it was something we always shared and so I wanted to incorporate that into an album somehow. And, and from there it was like, all right, well, if we're going to do that, what's the story? And, uh, honestly, it was just kind of me trying to mash everything together that I had in my head at the time. And I had this idea for a music video f- with me dancing with an animated shadow <laughs> that looked like um <laughs> kind of like this there's this gene old cartoon live action thing of gene kelly dancing with jerry mouse uh yes <laughs> like a, yeah, yeah. The, so so i i kind of wanted to do that but with a with a, a a shadow with my own shadow that kind of had a life of its own and uh and so i thought maybe we could incorporate this shadow into this this book on tape narrative um, that we're weaving throughout the record. And we came up with the idea of having the protagonist be a young, um, young visually impaired teenage girl whose mm-hmm. shadow comes to life 
and starts speaking to her and starts um, guiding her through the world uh, and maybe has uh, some more um, nefarious motivations than than uh, at first uh, it appears. So uh, it, it's it was a fun story to conceptualize. And then we kind of decided to take it one step further um, after the record was done and say, hey, let's let's like actually tell this story. Let's hire some writers and let's make a narrative podcast. And so we, we made a narrative podcast, uh, that is out on Q code, uh, which is a great production company. And, and, uh, it's, it tells the story of, of, uh, Clementine and, and her shadow. And it stars the incredibly talented Emily Hampshire, uh, from Schitt's Creek, uh, the, the TV show, um, oh, wow. as, as shadow. And uh, it was so fun. Uh, my buddy John Bass is in it, and um, we uh, have, uh, yeah, it's a, it's an incredible cast. I'm I'm really, uh, I, I was so excited when it all came together, and so that's that's out, and uh, yeah. So the two are companion pieces: the album and then this narrative podcast. It was a huge <laughs> undertaking, a huge undertaking, and I I don't know if I'll ever do something like that again. But it was uh, uh, it was really fun and, and, and worth it. So I've mentioned it being an ambitious undertaking. You've mentioned it being a huge undertaking. But what were some of the obstacles that you faced when putting this momentous project together? Well, I think the biggest thing was honestly the biggest thing was. Uh, um, Oh, I'm COVID, <laughs> you know, so the, the record was, it was, it was a blessing and a curse or it was, a, or no, sorry, it was a, it was a, it was a curse and a blessing. <laughs> I would, I'll put it like that because at first it seemed like the whole project was doomed. You know, we, we, we were going to put the record out in 2020 and we were going to make all this content and then COVID happened and uh, we weren't going to be able to tour it. And, uh, no one was putting, no one knew what to do with records that they had ready to put out. And in terms of like, you know, artists like us, like bands like this, who, who really need to tour off of, uh, um, an album. Um, and so that felt like the whole project was doomed. And then what it actually did was gave us a lot more time to do all the things. So, so it turned out to be a really, really great thing. Um, we were able to make these music videos, these visuals that I had wanted to make so, so badly. And I, and I, this, this animated video with the shadow was, was such a, a feat. Um, I had a different director on board at first. It was going to be for a different song, like, you know, two, maybe three years ago, it was going to be to a different song. And, and then uh, um, that fell through, decided it would be a better fit for my own monster, had a different director attached, and then the director wasn't able to do it anymore after COVID. And uh, finally, I brought back um, my buddy, Daniel Iglesias, uh, who is a, an incredible director. He directed the videos for uh, Unsteady and Renegades and Unconsolable early on in our career and reconnected with him and said, hey, is this something you think you could pull off? And he said, absolutely, I'd love to. And uh, he found an incredible animation studio to make the the shadow, and then we ended up getting the animation studio to do more more illustration stuff for us for the album cover and for the music video for the beautiful liar, uh, which was fully animated. And um, 
that so that video essentially took like two years to come together i did all this dance training for that video and then for the tour subsequently and um the podcast i think was the hardest thing because that was essentially like writing a tv series and we had writers we had two writers on board um but you know as the show unfolds you know so the writers take it so far and then when you're actually recording the show and you're making the show there the writers were off the project already and had had to move on to other things so then i had to come in and and do some of the rewrites and and it was just it was really crazy and hard uh but i uh um i learned a lot and i feel like now i um i i can i can dabble in screenwriting a little bit with a little bit more confidence than maybe before was this all happening during lockdown during covid all happening during lockdown i mean I, I, we <laughs> we finished that we put the record out in september 2021 so from essentially from march 2020 until september 2021 we were working on this album and all the materials uh, the album the album from it was we had most of the songs so in april 2020 uh, April, May, 2020, the album itself was finished. And then, um, the rest of that was getting all the music. We made three music videos. Um, we, uh, made, or no, sorry, four, we made four music videos. Uh, did we, was it four? Yeah, four, four music videos. We made this narrative podcast. <laughs> we did all that oh the artwork, gosh. and and really for this for the, for this first time, I I truly took the reins as creative director on on the project, and and I've always I I've always been super involved, but I've never directly taken that role on. Um, and uh, I did it this time, and. Um, I mean, I made ex I made it exactly the way that I had it in my head, which was, I've I feel like I've never done that before, and uh, um, I'm very proud of myself for that. I feel like in some sort of masochistic way, doing it during COVID gives you something to focus on, you know, some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. Because for a lot of people during lockdown, it was just them and their four walls. So as ambitious and as huge as the undertaking was maybe it was a, well you did say it was a curse and then a blessing yeah. <laughs> yes 100% it was it was truly a lifeline for me you know i i um we were in lithuania when lockdown happened uh we were on tour and we um were we got on the last flight home for about a week it was just kind of shell shock uh, and then instantly, you know, I, I got on the phone with a couple of friends of mine, um, uh, Jordan, who goes by grandson. And then, uh, um, my friend Christine, who goes by Kayflay. Uh, and we decided to, to make a song together to just put something out. Uh, and because we were all kind of going stir crazy and had projects, we weren't sure, you know, what was going to happen with them. And, um, so we put that song out and then while working on the record we knew the record wasn't going to be able to come out uh until the following year at that 
like a couple months into lockdown. And so we were like, well, what do we do in the meantime? Um, we, uh, we want, we decided to, we had been writing and producing a lot for other artists. And so we, we created a project called egg, um, that was a platform for some of those songs to come out, um, with just production, uh, by us and then featuring other vocalists you know we did we did three songs one with uh terrell hines who's an incredible incredible artist that we we stumbled upon like right before lockdown um and uh uh we did another one with um earl st Clair, um and uh finally we did uh um the song with this incredible young artist named uh, Jensen McRae. She, she has become a really close friend of mine. And, and uh, I, I just think one of the most talented songwriters that's around right now. Um, if you don't know who she is, get to know her because I think she's, she's going to be massive. Um, so we did that project. Um, we kept really busy. I think I, I needed to keep busy. I always need to keep busy, <laughs> um, but um yeah, I don't know. I'm finding this weird thing now coming out of it, coming out of lockdown that I'm starting to want to slow down more, even mm-hmm. though everyone else is like, okay, it's time to go. I'm, I'm finding, I'm feeling the opposite. I was almost more motivated to, to go, go, go when everything was shut down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is so strange that you say that because you've been out on the road this summer and the response that you've been getting from your enormous crowds looks epic. What's the energy uh-huh. been like to feed off of the crowd after that down period of COVID? Well, you know, it's been it's been great. It's um, but honestly, look, I, I, I mean, I think Instagram and TikTok paint a very, very uh, um, flattering picture of of how it's been out on the road, and it has been it has been great in a lot of ways, but it's also been very challenging in a lot of ways. I think, I think Mm. the touring industry right now is at a bit of a crossroads, you know, after, um, after what happened when, when COVID hit, you know, it really, it really messed up the touring industry a lot. And I think we're still, even though we're all, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the clouds have lifted in a lot of ways, um, for just our everyday life and for, you know, for, business and uh whatnot it's still it's a very different world out there i think that music festivals are thriving which is really cool um but i think shows you know um tours like regular tours like we would do like headline tours um it's really hard you know the the um compensations changed uh for for artists you know it's more I mean, not to get into the nitty gritty of it, but it's more door mm-hmm. deals and, and, you know, the guarantees are usually what um, allow you to uh, book a tour and schedule a tour and know exactly what your budget's going to be and yeah. and how much you can spend and how much you can stand to lose and, uh, you know, all that stuff. And, and that's kind of more of a crapshoot now. Um, and tours can get canceled really easily because someone someone gets sick and then, you know, uh, the whole thing kind of falls apart. Um, and, uh, it, there, the, there's look, there's like lack of, 
lack of tour buses. Uh, I'm, I don't know if you talk to any other musicians lately, but that's like been a huge thing in the States, you know, and, and in Europe. Um, yeah, you know, we, with this last little run we did, we weren't able to find a bus. So we had to go back to how we toured in, you know, the early days we were in a sprinter van and trailer, you know, oh albeit God. it was a lot more comfortable than the early days. We, you know, we had, we had nice <laughs> hotels and, um, everyone had a room to themselves, not like cramming, you know, six people to one room. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's a different, it's a different world. I think also people are still, you know, they're there are a lot of factors that are preventing people from coming back to uh, indoor concerts mm-hmm. as much. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, you know, financially the economy's not great right now and uh, um, people are not spending money on tickets. If they can go see, you know, like five of their favorite bands at a festival instead of just, you know, paying for a ticket to see their, see one of the bands one night at a theater, they'll do the festival, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or, uh, um, yeah. And then also just still being a little hesitant about going out into crowds and crowded spaces and in, inside. I mean, I, I think that, yeah, all this is to say that touring has been tough, but also really great. You know, we have had the best time getting back on stage and getting in front of our fans. That is the greatest feeling in the world. I, I have missed it so much. I, I was put on this earth to be a performer. So to be able to do it again, it, and instantly, you know, like as hard as things can be on the road, I feel, I feel so at ease when I'm, when I'm on stage again, being on stage again. So, um, that, that kind of trumps everything else for for me. I I I I can forget about the stressors of of what it's like being in a touring band um, in 2022. <laughs> exactly, and it must be really great to get the new tracks in front of your audience as well. What have been some of the songs that people have been loving from the recent shows that you've done off the new album? You know, I feel like we get a pretty good response every night from uh, uh, Adrenaline. Uh, mm-hmm. We play. We've been playing that one a lot, um, and uh, and My Own Monster is is always fun uh, uh, for people to to kind of like bop their heads to. Uh, but yeah, I think Adrenaline's Adrenaline's been the one that that uh, the crowd responds to the most. I think off this new record at least that's epic well, Sam I I honestly cannot wait to see you in action at Johnny Walker rocking the daisies we're all counting the days over oh. here and I just want to say thank you so much for joining me on Text Talks Extra today um, when you're thank in Cape you. Town uh, we'll take you on a hike we'll take you to the best places to eat the best local food uh, I can't oh, I wait can't you guys wait. are going to have a Blastia, and thank you again. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Tex Talks. From me, your host, Tex, producers Jonathan Ings and Matthew Lurtz, and research and associate producer Al Clapper, catch you on the flip side. A huge shout out to Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies, South Africa's biggest music and lifestyle festival. Remember to follow Tex Talks on socials and subscribe and rate on whatever platforms you stream your podcast on. 
Head on over to texttalks.com for all our previous episodes. And remember, that's text with a double X.